going on, guys? It's Mike Norris. I'm here today with Derek Sullivan. What's going on, Derek? Hey, Mike. How's it going? Going well, man. Going well. I'm, uh, I'm excited to do this. Derek and I have rescheduled probably like three or four different times now for various reasons, but here we are in the same room. We're doing Finally. It. <laughs> yeah, we made it happen. And just for a little background, Mike was so nice to uh, refer me to this microphone. I was just recording through Zoom and it sounded horrible. So we had to wait until I get the, well, until I got the proper mic in. So I'm glad we could finally make this happen. Yeah, twins now, man. I yeah. think you said they should give me some kind of referral bonus or something. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about yourself, Derek? Uh, give us a little stuff on your background and everything. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm the marketing manager here at Cyba. Um, for those who aren't aware what Cyba is or what we do, um, we are a marketing and advertising company based out of Boston. Um, we have a satellite office in Phoenix. We have an office in Mexico City, um, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, we're somewhere between, I would say, a plug and play and a full service agency. Um, we offer a lot of marketing tools, um, a lot of card abandonment, you know, email retargeting, but we also do, you know, your typical digital display ads, uh, programmatic. Um, you know, we just got into, um, uh what's it called ott um so yeah basically we're just trying to like anything out uh, in the digital world we kind of handle um but you know i would say our bread and butter is really those marketing tools and retargeting stuff um yeah. but my role at the company is and we've we've talked about how meta this can get but i yeah. am marketing the marketing company so that's that's my uh my day-to-day -day. hey man i do that too <laughs> it's uh it can, it can get confusing. You go on these rabbit holes. It's like, what, I don't even know what my voice is anymore, you know? Um, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Well, how, how do you market a marketing company? We try everything and anything. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about this role is it's a very small team, the marketing team itself. Um, it's me, um, Vicky, Vicky does all of our, our, content right she kind of she's kind of the content manager she does blogs um she's really like we call her the wordsmith of the company like anytime someone contributes a blog post she edits it down um just to make it sound clean and you know sure. that's her background so i don't even try to touch that um but i handle everything from our instagram feed and social media to now i've started a podcast um to try to attract people that way um you know just tons of different channels anything you could think of, I do, um, you know, we do physical events, you know, pre quarantine, obviously. Um, now we're kind of looking at some digital events. We don't know if it's really worth it, but, um, you know, collateral also swag packages we send to new clients for onboarding. Um, I gotta get hooked up with one of those, man. They're pretty good. I got, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a little biased cause I created everything in there, but you know, we got water bottles, stickers, t-shirts, I trust socks. You actually oh, socks. hell yeah i might whip those out later remind me but we got some good socks all um, right hell yeah big fan. i don't know why they i don't know why this happened it was a, a project before i came up on board someone was talking about doing socks and i'm like yeah that'll be the first thing i do so i made sure that I got some good side because you know <laughs> that's sure that's that's a priority right you know if you're gonna market a company you gotta make sure sending out good socks i don't know it didn't take very long look but, good feel good market good you know I'm, I'm proud of them. That's all. That's all I'll say is I'm proud of them. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, it sounds, I mean, Cyber is pretty big and it's for a little background. I mean, we use Cyber for, for some of our clients, but my, my question is, is an agency like us really your target market or do you go after more 
individual companies? So I would say it's probably about 30, 70, right? 30%. We're trying to find like those partner programs, trying to find okay. like other agencies to work with. Um, just because there are some things that we just don't do. We don't have the capacity to do. Um, so it's nice to find an agency that kind of that can fill those gaps and vice versa. Um, you know, I know you guys are full service, right? You do everything. You do branding as well and you do creative services. Like we don't do any of that. Like if someone came to us to build a website out, we wouldn't do that. So we try to find those partners to really like join forces with. Um, just something that could be beneficial to both parties, you know. Um, yeah. And then the rest of the time, you know, we're really trying to market to small to medium businesses. Okay. Um, I think what makes us, again, so unique is there are some companies that kind of go for a smaller, maybe like Shopify, you know, size businesses, right? They kind of have those plug and play, those add-ons. And then you have the big, you know, full service guys who take on enterprise or those big companies. And we're like that stepping stone. So we kind of help small businesses grow to medium-sized businesses and then send them on their way if they want, you know, fully managed service from someone else or somewhat in between. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of, you know, I guess that's a pretty broad, you know, elevator pitch, but that's really what makes us unique. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Is there, um, are there particular ways that you found to get in front of these type of businesses that you think are worth sharing? Yeah. So, you know, like anything, um, you have to kind of prove your worth in a way, right? You can't just say, hey, you know, look at us, right? There's so much competition when it comes to different marketing and yeah. advertising groups and companies. Um, That's why I ask. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you know, right? It's like, there's, there's as many as there are restaurants, it seems nowadays. It's like oh, there's yeah. so many marketing companies. Um, so I think, you know, I would say priority as far as collateral goes are our case studies. Um, you, we really make them in depth and we go, um, I hate the term digestible. I think it's a, I think it's like a trendy term right now to talk about content, but it's very digestible. Sure. Um, we don't get too in the weeds. We can, if someone has follow-up questions, but we want to really just showcase a general overview of the success of this campaign. Um, you know, from, from first initial contact when they reach out or we, watch, or we start that campaign to where they are, you know, at the peak and then where they are now, right? Um, mm -hmm. We show where we hit those goals and then how we continue those goals on. So, you know, we have them right now uh, just on our website. I think, you know, speaking to anyone else who wants to find ways to, you know, really improve their marketing for uh, a company like this is go beyond that, right? We're trying right now to put our case studies into video format, into okay, nice. some sort of digital under a minute, something easy just to look at, show us the stats, write hard metrics. Um, nobody wants to sit there and read an essay um, going over you know, your conversion rates. It, it's, it's a little boring at this point. And to be honest, a lot of small business owners don't have time to really like go to school for marketing like that. They don't have time to really get in there and understand all the you know, specific details, um, so for them, they just want to understand, you know, in layman's terms, right? Just kind of a broad overview of it. Um, and that's kind of what we want to provide as well. Like I said, we obviously have a team. Our commercial team is very well-versed when it comes to marketing and what we do. You know, if they have those questions, we can answer them really easily. But 
to kind of make ourselves more attractive and bring people in, you know, we kind of, I don't want to say dumb it down, but just make it easier to understand. Well, it makes sense. I mean, people don't want to burn all kinds of calories and, you know, use all kinds of brain cells trying to digest what it is that you even do. I mean, right. if they don't have an interest in you to begin with, right? they're not going to take all this time to understand you when someone else is making it digestible, as you say. You know? I like I like that not burning as many calories line. That's good. I think I'm gonna, yeah. I'll probably use that in the future, but you're Hold absolutely right. Book. But okay. All right. <laughs> well, then I won't, I will not give you credit then. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to get you yeah, in trouble either. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's kind of like uh, a tightrope, right? You're kind of like balancing between giving them enough information to pique their interest, but not telling them so much that you turn them off or give away all the, the secrets, you know, um, we're like, Oh, we could, we already know that this one partner we work with can do most of that. If I just pass along all this info, maybe they could take care of it all. Um, you know, we, we really want to just kind of give them enough uh, to, to get them to open that conversation, that dialogue more to, to hopefully work together. That makes sense. And I, I might, I might be making an assumption here, but let me know if I'm, I'm incorrect, but I think sure. you guys can work with pretty much any vertical across the board right and and we kind of fall into a similar situation that you know as an agency that doesn't specialize in any you know like there are some agencies that only do i don't know car dealerships like we're not we're not like that so to me i'm wondering um you know is that an interesting predicament for you to begin that because everyone always says right like if you're marketing to everyone you're marketing to no one Right. So how do you like block and tackle and, and segment out different or, or do you? Right. Like account-based marketing yeah. essentially. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that is, that is, that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was probably going to ask you the same exact question because what's difficult is, or I guess going back, you're saying like, you know, that agency that just does car dealerships, right. Yeah. They're probably more likely to, be able to get in front of car dealerships and those dealerships are going to want to work with that agency yeah. because there's, they, they're not generalists, they're specialists, right? Yep. That's what they do day in and day out. Um, this might be a bad analogy. It's off the top, bear with me, but if you are about to go get, I don't know, surgery, right? Like mm-hmm. open heart surgery, you're going to want to go to a surgeon that only does that. You don't want to go to someone who removes moles, right? It's, it sounds nuts. Like, why would I ever take that on? Yeah. So as an agency, you're kind of put into a similar situation, right? Um, you know, we try to really put our, our verticals into buckets. And I try at least not to advertise what we do outside of those buckets. Okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> CBD is a huge one for us especially in the past couple of years, as you know, everyone and their mom has a CBD company yeah. nowadays. They're everywhere. Um, and botanicals in general, right? Kind of this alternative medicine, um, very, very popular. And one of the challenges that CBD companies face is that they have a hard time advertising on Facebook um, yeah. or within the Google display network because there's so many restrictions on, you can't say hemp, you can't say, you can, I don't even know if you can say CBD. I, I don't want to get, I don't, I don't so. know enough to get into the weeds, but yeah, there's, there's enough restrictions to ha- constantly have these challenges. 
And if you are a small operation, like you and your buddy run the CBD company, the last thing you want to do is put up an ad on Facebook. Two days later, you get a, a flag. Sorry, we can't do that. And you spend day in and day out trying to like massage your creative back into a acceptable format for them to take it. I mean, it's, it's a full-time job. Yeah. Um, so that's, we realized that we could take on that headache essentially for these companies. Um, we have an entire team dedicated to figuring out the best creatives to use, what we've seen with other companies that work, the best copy that would work. I love um, that. Yeah. So, so that's, and once we started seeing success, it's easier to, to attract more clients in that space, right? You start creating that collateral, those case studies, like look what we did for this CBD company, we can do this for you. And that's how you really grow that, um, you know, beyond CBD and I guess botanicals, we work a lot with EDU, which has been something we've done from the very beginning of the company. Um, we do a lot with travel and hospitality, but so does everybody. Like that's just a vertical everybody touches, right? Um, we do a lot of e-commerce, right? Again, one of those verticals everybody touches. Um, you know, I know one of the sales, uh, I don't want to say pitches, but one of the things that they say a lot at our company is, you know, if you have a, if you have a shopping cart, right. If you have a checkout on your page, we can work with you. Sure. Um, but that's, you know, like we talked about, it's kind of an issue. If it's too broad, how do you market that? So for me trying to find those new, um, prospects through, I guess, um, internal marketing, right. Or trying to get inbound marketing is to really define those accounts and then only use collateral or use ads that speak to that vertical. Okay. Um, you can't, I can't just say, you know, like we're a marketing company that just works with anyone with a shopping cart and expect a bunch of CBD companies or owners right. or whoever to see them be like, oh, well, that makes sense for us. You know, we, we really <laughs> have to tailor our ads to make sure that what we're saying makes sense or that we're showing our case studies or client testimonials in the CBD world to those people. Um, and, you know, we do that through, through Facebook and Instagram. We do that through our email list. Uh, you know, we break it down. We separate our email list by accounts. Um, so we're showing only them that we're the CBD focused. Oh, that's great. Um, right. Um, you know, uh, podcasts are the same thing, right? I just did a, I did a podcast a month ago with an owner of a CBD company. Um, and we're taking sound bites and we're using those as ads to really show, you know, other people in the CBD world. Um, and then even beyond that, again, like, you know, I, there's so much you can do with account based, but you take those that collateral, like a, um, like a case study and you try to get it featured on, you know, like an online publication that specializes yeah. in CBD, right. Trying to do some, um, you know, branded content stuff. Um, there's just so much you can do. But I guess, you know, as I just, I could just keep talking forever. Oh, go just, ahead, man. Just to summarize, I guess I would say is figure out your buckets of verticals and really take advantage of every opportunity you can to do account-based marketing rather than general evergreen ads, which don't get me wrong, have their purpose and they're important. But if you want to really grow your inbound, that's how you're going to do it. You got to really speak to these individual industries and the people that are listening to, you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a challenge, but it's a fun one. You know, there's no complaints. 
Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's marketing, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. guys have that unique selling proposition, I think, in that you do work with CBD companies because I yeah. think, I think a lot of your competitors don't even no. like, I know you talk about Google, Facebook and everything, but you like, even in the programmatic world, OTT, yeah. and all that, I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen a ton of um, companies like yours that, that just, you know, they won't touch it. So to right. me, that's, that's huge. It, does that, does that impact how you prioritize which of these segments you're going to go after given that you're, or how do you prioritize that? It's, I'm still figuring that out. Honestly. Okay. Um, it really, it's, it, there, there's a lot that, that takes, that I take into account when figuring out what to prioritize. It can even come down to like seasonality, right? Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not going to do EDU account-based marketing um, in the middle of the semester or, yeah. you know, we, we got to figure out the times where um, these prospects might be looking to change partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that really comes down to data with past deals we've done uh, through just outbound and cold calling, right? Like, when do we get this one EDU client? Like, when, when did that conversation happen? And then how many other of those similar conversations happened around that same time? was a coincidence because a sales guy happened to just email a bunch of people at the, you know, and he got bites that way, or do they not respond until it was time for them to like consider changing partners? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to really look at it down to the month almost. Um, and then from there you can make predictions like, okay, you know, these couple of months in the year might be when someone who does the marketing for an EDU company is looking to change partners we got to be prepared beforehand. And then during those months, we got to really put a lot of our budget towards, you know, those case studies that we have for EDU or, um, you know, again, we have uh, webinars that we've done where we've talked to some of our, uh, our partners in EDU, right. And we, we, we push that out as well. Um, so prioritizing really comes down to seasonality and a schedule that you kind of create based off of data. And I mean, right now it's really just, we're guessing, right? Because sure. we don't have enough data built up. It's still such a, a new um, initiative at our company, marketing. Um, we're still trying to, you know, do a lot of A-B testing and, you know, figuring things out. But a lot of it comes down to um, when throughout the year you want to do it. You know, we could run CBD all year. Um, same with like e-commerce, you know, but everyone knows e-commerce, the peak is really in late October through like right after new year's, right. That's when people are doing holiday shopping, they're doing last minute gifts. Um, and then what's great. And, you know, we kind of figured this out too, is and you probably know this, right. After the holidays are over, there's still a big spike in e-com spending. And that's because there's tons of gift cards and money out there yeah. that people gave as gifts. What are they going to do with it? They're not going to hang on to it until April. They're going to spend it right away while there's still deals going on. So you know, sometimes a lot of e-com brands put all their uh, money and budget towards those months only. And then once New Year sits, they're like, all right, let's, this is going to be our dead month, but January is just as big. Like you got to yeah. really think about all those people who have cash in their pockets, you know, from their, their aunt who knows nothing about them. Right. They're just like, here's 50 bucks go nuts. Right. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how they have to think about it too. Um, so we got to kind of, we have to, put ourselves in the same mindset as the people that we're going after in a way we have to understand, we have to understand the challenges of these industries to really be able to market to them as well. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I want to, I want to scoot back a little bit too, because you mentioned your, your sales team and yeah. I'd love to talk about a little bit what the relationship is like between marketing and sales. I know you mentioned you guys are a small squad on the marketing side, but mm-hmm. um, how, how ingrained are you guys with the sales team? We're working on it. You know, okay. I don't want to say, you know, we're not at the point where we need like, you know, therapy sessions yet. Like, I don't want to <laughs> say we're like, we're not, we're not fighting. Um, we're working on it. Right. Okay. You know, marketing is part of commercial. If you want to give it like a, just kind of a general um, department. Right. I guess it would be considered commercial. Um, you know, sometimes we find that there's kind of, I don't want to say an old school mentality, but you know, we, we have a, a machine, a, a well-built sales machine already. Marketing is still, it's new and it's very small compared to it. Um, I want to say we have six to seven account executives and about five or six BDRs, right? So that's about tw- who are just doing outbound, right? Constant outbound, cold calling, reaching out, you know, through emails. Um, so that's where a lot of the focus is. Um, you know, our job is really to be sales enablement, right? Like those case studies, you know, we want, we want people to, we want to reach these prospects, um, with marketing collateral, kind of plant those seeds, um, and hopefully get that inquiry that reach out, which is, I mean, that's the goal, right? Someone like sees your case study, they reach out and say, Hey, let's work together. That's like best case scenario. But a lot of times they may come to the site, you know, we have a chat box. They might say like, Hey, can you send me more information? And then we have BDR take over from there. Um, okay. but, but yeah, a lot of times it's really just them reaching out as far as the relationship goes. Um, you know, we are testing some things for the new year. One of that is we want more contribution, um, from some of the commercial team to marketing as far as, you know, blog posts or maybe some, I don't want to call them video diaries, but we've been testing out like, you know, just a sales guy talking like through a selfie video, something very casual okay. to use for digital, um, about like, Hey, here's some tips. Uh, you know, like if I'm an, if I'm an account executive who specializes in CBD, here are some things I've noticed some trends for 2021, right. They would just break down some quick tips in the video and we post that, um, you know, just stuff like that, because as you know, <clears throat> to create, to have your marketing flow and to create all this content, it's gotta be a factory. You can't have one person do it all. It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I already take on a good amount here of stuff and I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back or anything, but just to have other people contribute and not just to like pick up work because I'm like too lazy or I'm too, you know, overloaded, but to have their contributions as well as a collaboration and not just, you know, I need you to do X, Y, Z, but having them say, Hey, what if we tried doing this as well? Yeah. Um, that's, that's huge. That helps because they're also, they're, they're at the front line, right? They're the ones yeah. who have that initial conversation with the people that I'm trying to reach. I'm not really talking to, you know, you know, the business, you know, owners or CMOs of these CBD, co- let's just say, C- I'm, I'm sticking to CBD, but let's just say CBD companies, right? I'm mm-hmm. not having those direct conversations. They are because they're reaching out to them. So if they're getting a bunch of no's and they've realized, oh, I'm getting no's because they're not, it's slow right now. It's the slow season for this industry. I need to know that so I can stop too. Um, 
so yeah, like, a, you know, trying new things, but it really comes down to if you're, if you are on a marketing team, you really need to communicate with the sales team because they have so much more insider information than you probably will ever just because they're the ones who are making that initial contact. So yeah, yeah really trying to um, <clears throat> harmonize better, I would say. Yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, they've got, they hear the objections, they hear yeah. the pain points, they hear the, oh, that sounds interesting. You know, they, they get all exactly. that direct yeah. feedback. Whereas mm -hmm. with marketing, a lot of times you're looking at data, right? Like, yeah. like you said, you're like, okay, was this because of, you know, did it just happen coincidentally that they came in at this time? Were they somewhere? Right. You got to like dissect that. Or is that, <clears throat> listen, I called I five people picked up today and all, every single one of them told me it's a bad time of year. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's something that like we need to know. Yeah. So how, how then, given that you're kind of tying in with the sales team and everything, which I think is awesome, mm -hmm. how then do you track your successes? Are you guys held to specific metrics of any sort of like marketing qualified leads or is it because you're doing sales enablements, it's just, you know, maybe some of their successes become yours by extension? Yeah. So, you know, we do measure our MQLs, right? Our, our qualified leads. Um, and we use HubSpot to do that. Okay. Um, it's been a great part. They've been a great partner. Um, oh. Yeah, HubSpot's great. It's very easy to use. I recommend it for anyone who doesn't have or doesn't know like who to use for your for your marketing. Um, HubSpot's great. Um, so yeah, we've really tried to, you know, through our Facebook ads, we have a one-click lead form that goes to the sales guys, um, and that's that's been our initial communication between marketing and sales, right? Like, hey, everyone who's reaching out has these bogus emails, right? Like John at spaghetti.com, right? Like I'm not going to contact John at spaghetti.com, right? He's not unless a real person. Yeah. Unless you're hungry. Unless, yeah. He, he invented spaghetti, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, there's just like these bogus emails and they only put their first name and, you know, <clears throat> this is just one instance, but when they tell us this, we're like, okay, so we made it um, a requirement to put in a business email if they want to look at some gated content that we have out there. Right. Um, so we had a huge drop off after that, not nearly as many leads came in, but they were a lot more qualified. So, you know, you got to kind of pick and choose what's important and kind of test because, you know, maybe John at spaghetti.com is just a, a, you know, a weirdo who just wants to read our stuff and has no interest in working with us, but maybe they're a CEO of a big company. They don't want to put their info out there yet. They just want to kind of like just read it and learn a little bit more about you. So, you know, is it worth cutting out all those leads just for like the ones with business emails? Cause some of those, you know, gmails or yahoo.coms, right. They could just be, they could still be business owners. They could still yeah. be marketing directors who don't want to put in their company yet. They don't want to like, they don't want to get, cold called 10 times a day because you reached out to them. So they're going to put in a personal or a junk email just so they can read your content. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's really just trying to, it's different for everybody, right? It's yeah. really just trying to work with your sales team to figure out, was this the right move? You know, you guys have way less leads coming in. They're more qualified. Sure. But did you reach out to all those leads that you thought were bad? You know, did you, did you actually try to make that contact? Mm -hmm. Maybe it was worth it. Um, so yeah, it's really just, uh, it's just testing, right? It's constantly yeah. testing. As far as other metrics go, you 
you know, it's different for everything, right? With like the podcast, we measure how many downloads we get. Um, yeah. We can't really see who's doing it, but when we do sound bites and put them into ads, um, you know, we can see the click through rate on that, right? Mm -hmm. Like see who's coming to and then, um, you know, follow from there. It really just comes down to what the content is that you're putting out and the platform you're using to do it. Um, but yeah, there's no metrics that are, that I have to hit besides the ones that I create for myself. So there is some discipline there, right? It's really like holding yourself to a standard to making sure that yeah, of course. you're actually contributing something and you're not just like, you know, I'm not just making socks all day, right? Just like different types <laughs> of cyber socks. I mean, I could do that, right? But like, I don't know, am I getting business that way? No, it's, it's you know, uh, you probably relate to this, right? But the marketing team, you got to really prove your worth to the company. Yeah. For sales, it's easy, right? I brought in this client, they're spending yep. 5K a month. If it wasn't for me, this wouldn't be happening. It's very like easy to see with marketing. You know, I could have put out a case study that somebody read in September and they're just reaching out now. You know, it's, you yeah. have no idea if what you did made an impact, right? But you just, you got to look at it as like kind of planting seeds, creating this awareness um, and then figuring out the best way to qualify that and to, to follow up to make sure that what you're doing isn't a waste of time, essentially. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you're so right in that sales is so much easier. And then you, you've got marketing, which, you know, you can track a lot of things, especially yeah. today, in today's day and age. Like you can track very many things, almost like too much. So like, yeah, a lot of stuff you gotta just throw out. But um, there's, there are some things that you just can't track. Like if someone yeah. heard your podcast mm -hmm. and then, you know, two months down the road decided, you know, to contact you guys because they remembered you, well, damn, you know, they, they may or may not say at some point along the line, they heard your podcast. They, they might have even forgot where they heard you. So they can't even self-report on that, you know? Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Same thing with those, those downloads you're saying of, of things like they, they put in their personal email and then later they call from their, or they email from their, they fill out a form of their business email, you know? Those or, things are so tough to, yeah. If they switch companies, right? Like, let's say you, they're yeah. working at, you know, one, one e-commerce or one, one retail store. Right. And they learned about you, but the company they worked for didn't have the budget. So they put in the back of their, their brain. I mean, I don't know how often this actually happens. Right. right. And then they switch somewhere else. Like, Oh, I actually know someone that, that takes care of all of those services. Like, let me reach out. You know, you, you really don't know. And you know, I, I hope whoever's listening to this, like I encourage you, please, if you hear my podcast and you just, just mention it, you know, it helps us out so much. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. If you're listening. Um, yeah. Uh, it's almost like there are some, you'll see some e-commerce businesses who have those when you check out, like, how did you hear about us? Right. And you got to yeah. click like, Oh, through Facebook, through a friend or whatever. Um, you know, that's not for nothing. Like they want to know where their budget is going if it's if it's actually being used appropriately or if it's just a waste of time right if nobody ever clicks facebook for like where'd you hear about us then they're going to stop spending money there they can start spending money in the places that it matters um but then again you know it's asking for a lot right i mean it's hard yeah. enough to get a positive yelp review at a restaurant you know people are so easy to leave negative reviews um asking for positives is really tough um but that i mean it goes it goes so far in helping businesses of all sizes and all verticals, right? Like it's just, that's, that's, you've got to know where that money's being spent. If it's being spent well, so you're not just wasting money trying to get your name out there. Yeah. Well, one thing it sounds like you have, and, and I luckily have as well is belief in what you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. as, as, as to me, 
as long as you're drawing attention to your, yourself or your, your, your business, yeah. I think that's the ultimate thing with marketing. You know, I, obviously like you need leads to convert and, and you should be judged on some metrics without a doubt. But yeah. then there are other things that are really hard to quantify the impact of. Sure. And for those things, you kind of need like belief in, in whoever's managing you and that you're going out and doing this, allocating time to it. And it's valuable time that you're spending on it. Right. So you can't quantify the impact of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I guess I'll just use the podcast as an example because it's the newest initiative we have, right? I have three under my belt so far. Um we've repurposed sound bites here and there for different types of ads or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, you really won't know until you put more time into it and it's a risk, right? At yeah. the end of the day, yeah. you know, it's, it's sad. A lot of people have podcasts. I mean, I might get like 10 listeners total and it's like, why am I wasting my time doing this? What not only wasting my time, but wasting the company's time yeah. and resources doing this. Um, you know, you have to believe that what you're doing is going to work that you're going to reach people beyond, you know, those case studies or whatever else you may be yeah. using, trying different avenues and coming in at all directions to, to reach somebody. Um, yeah. I mean, it's what makes it fun, but it's also, it's a risk. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe the risk is fun. I don't know, but that's, um, that's the best way I think about it is, is trying to, I mean, marketing is really just like waving your arms for attention, right? Like, look at us. Um, in a sea of competition. So you gotta make yourself stand out, you know, while not being too crazy because, you know, you don't want to get in trouble, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta stand out any way that you can. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just can't be afraid to take risks. I, I love that too, because a lot of our audience are business owners or, you know, decision makers, managers, directors, things of that sort. And I'm sure they have people come to them all the time with ideas or, or maybe, you know, our agency is coming to them with ideas and saying, mm -hmm. we should try this. We should try this. And sometimes it's hard to say you're going to see this exactly. And everyone wants projections yeah. and, mm -hmm. and of course we can provide them, but um, you know, to, to say that, you know, exactly how something might impact. I mean, it's a risk and they're taking a risk by trusting you and right. moving forward with that. So it's one of those things like you don't want to do the same tried and true things that you've always done just because you've always done them and you yeah. don't expect out of them. And it's like, maybe we can just fine tune it a little more. Sure. Well, maybe you can, and yeah. I'm not going to say you can't, but at some point you got to branch out, you got to do different things. And it's, it's difficult to know what to, you know, which direction to go, you know, what path do you take? But ultimately to me, if you, if you're choosing something you believe in, or something that, you know, the person who's enacting on it, the person, they really believe in it and you believe in them. To me, that's huge. I think if yeah. you're engaging in any channel where you don't have a belief and, and even if you're not the one working on it and someone else really does, but you don't, you're going to be really quick to pull out of whatever that thing is the second that it starts to go bad. And yeah. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's a, a way to approach a situation like that. I think maybe don't even get into it in the, in the first place if you feel that way. Right. Well, I think it comes down to, yeah, that budget, right? The more money that you're spending towards something, you better make sure that you get that money back. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's when people get scared. You know, doing something like a podcast doesn't really cost much. Right. Right. right? I mean, time. I for this mic. Yeah. And time. Yeah. It really comes down, it comes down to my time, which, you know, 
I'm more than happy to work outside of my hours or whatever it may be just to do it because I want to see it happen. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's, that's, that's an interesting point, right? Am I more willing to put in the work and effort to make this grow because there's not as much risk, right? If it fails, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do, I didn't, I didn't spend any money doing it. You know, I wasted some time maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe I embarrassed myself in a, you know, in a way yeah. by being like, Oh, you should check this out. You know, like, I don't want to be another <laughs> person with a podcast. Right. Um, but I think that's the best way if you're somewhere or if, you, if you're doing marketing for a company where it's, it's very new and you don't really have that maybe that brand voice isn't even developed all the way. You don't really know what works for your company as far as like marketing goes, like how you want to present yourself in an ad, um, in your copy, right? Um, I'm not just talking about guidelines. Like guidelines are, everyone should have guidelines, brand guidelines, uh, you know, language. Like that's easy. It's, it's really about, you know, like who we want to portray ourselves as um, yeah. with the people at the company, right? Like, you know, you could have a Teams page, but also having people like contribute, like I was talking about to the, you know, Instagram posts or whatever it may be. Um, I think the best way to do that is really do those low risk things that don't cost a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, test the waters with some, some budget for Facebook ads or whatever it may be. See if you start to get some leads coming in that way. Um, but, you know, like a podcast or a swag package where I'm sending out t-shirts, like it's not, it doesn't really cost much. So there's really not that much risk and you can kind of see, you know, okay, we're getting bites this way or, oh, people are saying, oh, thanks for the t-shirt. Like I wear it to the gym, yeah. right? I mean, it's just brand awareness at that point. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's worth it. It's worth, it's, to me, that's worth the budget. Um, get yourself out there. You know, I, I see this all the time and it, 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 it pains me. It's like... Um, some smaller companies who put a lot of social marketing budget towards the wrong, like I get targeted things all the time. And I'm like this, like yeah. I, I should, I should reach out to you and be like, Hey, like I, we can help with this. Um, I do that sometimes, man. Do you, does that work? Uh, so I'll, I'll get HTML, very highly designed emails from companies where I know it's not like a sales guy reaching out to me for like a one right. or like a sequence. Like I, I can handle a cold email. That's fine. But when a business adds me to their email list of like, you know, I don't even know, like it's not at all. Right. Thing that has to do with me. It's like lawn care or something. I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even have a lawn. Like, I, I don't know. So I'll, I'll reply to them and I'll be like, listen, I don't even know how I got on your list. Yeah. I am not at all in your target market. Also, there's like a typo here and this part's oh. all messed up. Yeah. And hey, if you need any help with this, I work in an agency. I'd love to help you out. And they'll, they'll reply to me. Really? Almost, almost every time, almost every single time I get a reply, but I've never, they're always just like, thank you. for the Right. Advice. I had, I did, I did that once with a typo. I saw a typo and I'm like, and I, I wasn't trying to be rude. I'm like, Hey, like I work for a marketing company. Like, you know, we can really help kind of take this off your hands. Like first off, I don't, I have zero interest in this product. Um, and I don't know if anyone in my demo would have an interest in this product. So you're already wasting money there. And then you have typos in your ads. Um, but I said that the most polite way possible because I was on the sales team at the time and they responded with the mind your own business, which, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe I should. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> a typo is one thing, but if you're spending thousands of dollars going after the wrong audience, you know, it's, you really got to start small and 
test the waters before you start like putting all this money into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you're just you're wasting your time. You're wasting your budget. You're wasting your time. Well, it's um, a good way to get feedback and without having to spend a lot of money. If you, if yeah. you spend, you know, like 200 bucks on a boosted post or something and you get sure. nothing, or you get comments of like, this isn't relevant to me. Well, hey, yeah. there you go. Yeah, exactly. You learned the lesson. Yeah. Without that's having- a, God. Yeah. No, no. So that's a, that's a, that's actually a really good way <clears throat> for like smaller, like you said, like e-com brands, right? Um, Instagram boosted posts are a great way to start. Um, you know, you might, you might put out a post that showcases a product, doesn't get many likes on your page, right? Um, maybe less than 10% of your followers, which is always, you don't yeah. want that. You always want 10 or more. Um, so you're like, let me boost it. I'll put a hundred bucks and see. Clearly, I don't have the right people following me. So I'm going to put this out there and get more, you know, more potential customers. And it's just crickets. And it's at that point, you need to objectively be able to look at it, you know, as someone who's not, you know, look at it as like a customer and say mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe this picture sucks. Maybe the copy, you know, in the caption isn't very good, right? Um, you know, so that's that's really good way to think about it. And then with that information that you get, you can, you know, tweak your next post to kind of match yeah. that, you know, to, to, to change it and be like, all right, let me boost this and see if it makes a difference. So if I start getting more likes, um, you know, it, you really got to like figure out like what speaks best to your audience. And that's, that's a challenge in itself. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Well, hey, we're coming up on time here and I don't yeah. want to keep you forever, but I do want to see the size. Okay. You told me I might be able to see it. So I'll, yeah. All right. <laughs> For those who are just listening, not on video, he's, he's grabbing the socks. This is funny. It's like my isolated, you know, room. So I don't, I'm not around people because of, because of COVID. I'll try this away from the mic because it's so loud. But yeah, they're definitely a hit. I am um, not recommending if you're a company to go make socks. It's not necessary. <laughs> T-shirts are fine. Um, you know, I don't know. Happy socks seem to be successful. Bombas are successful. So I thought, why not? Um, it's just a little bit different, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just oh, really cool. Daiba, and then hold on. I don't know if you could see the bottoms very well, but one one bottom says ad tech, and then the other, if you know Saiba, is Martech. So we got ad tech and Martech. Ah, I love that, man. Which is even that clever, but you, you know, it just kind of summarizes who we are. Um, one foot down on each. You got to be able to do both to have a successful marketing campaign, I think. Um, so yeah, that's it. Well, socks are a little bit trendy now, I think, or at least I'm just sort of getting in. A couple of years ago, I got in the sock game a little bit. So yeah, you gotta you can, you can't just have the golden toes, you know. Especially if you're under <laughs> 50, don't don't wear the golden toes. Um, I mean, I don't want to say I'm passionate about socks. That would be kind of sad. I don't think I have a passion <laughs> for socks, but you know, I know my way around. I know my way around, like you know, this the sock game. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you some. Oh so, hell yeah! Yeah, e- email me your uh, your shipping address. I'll send you a swag package. Oh, that sounds great, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Well, speaking of emailing you, if people want to get in touch with you, Derek, or they want to explore Cyba a little bit more, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, so um, you can reach out to me directly if you 
want to. Uh, it's derek.sullivan at cyba.com. That's D-E-R-E-K, like Jeter. Um, and cyba is C-Y-B-B-A. If people are wondering what that name means, do you, do you know where cyba comes from? I don't. It's cyber, but with a Boston accent. Ah, which, yeah, I know. It's it. Okay, it's, okay. It's, you know, I actually like that. It's just like a little bit cheesy. It's like ten percent cheesy, but I, I like it. I, I think it's really fun. But yeah, I like that we're, too. Yeah. we're a Boston company. You know, cyber, cyber. Um, so that's where it comes from. And then, if you want to check out our Instagram as well, um, you know, it has a link to all of our different channels. Um, that would be at cyba c y b b a underscore h q. Um, it's a great way to kind of read up and learn about the company, see what we're up to. Um, it's a really good showcase from everything from case studies and different verticals we work with to uh, like a look inside our company and the people that work here. So yeah, we would love for you to check us out. Perfect, man. Well, thank you yeah. so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. This was a great episode. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah. Take it easy, everybody. All right. Bye.